Hey y'all, welcome back. Today we are going to move on into chapter two in the book of Zechariah. And in chapter two, God assures his people that he has a future glory, a glorious future planned that is coming. It is still coming. Jesus is returning and and he will honor Israel for and their city when he himself comes and and he will dwell on earth with us and that day is coming and those of us who choose Jesus as our Lord and Savior are included as the faithful remnant who stand firm and do not waver and will be gathered into Christ's kingdom for his eternal future glory that is coming and Jesus is returning and we'll go ahead and start in verse 1 of chapter 2. When I looked again, I saw a man with a measuring line in his hand. Where are you going? I asked. He replied, I'm going to measure Jerusalem to see how wide and how long it is. Then the angel who was with me went to meet a second angel who was coming toward him. The other angel said, hurry and say to that young man, Jerusalem will someday be so full of people and livestock that there won't be room enough for everyone. Many will live outside the city walls. Then I myself will be a protective wall of fire around Jerusalem, says the Lord, and I will be the glory inside the city. So. We're going to pause right there as this man is holding a measuring line in this vision. And you don't measure property that doesn't belong to you. If y'all come in and start measuring my house, I'm going to start saying, what are you doing? This this is the house that God has, has put in our hands to steward for his kingdom. So we're stewarding it for his kingdom. Why are you measuring this house? Because that person doesn't belong here. It's not their house. It wasn't in, It wasn't leased to them for this time on earth. It's, it was leased to us for our time on earth. And you, you measure something that you have authority over. Something that has been put in your hands to steward. You, you measure those things. And Jerusalem was God's city. Jerusalem is God's city. And that measuring act signifies that one day he's going to claim it back and restore it to his own for his own future glory and in his glory it will be restored completely and wholly and the man with the measuring line is the angel of the lord our messiah jesus he's measuring and preparing and 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 getting things ready for his triumphant return and he is coming back as a lion the lion of judah will come back and he will roar and judgment will come when he returns and if we choose jesus as our lord and savior in our lives our sins have already been judged there will be nothing to judge in our lives and leaders and diplomats they they today israel we know they're in war today like there's still still strife in the land because Jesus hasn't returned. He hasn't brought peace. He hasn't brought restoration. The time is not yet. And they debate over Jerusalem constantly. Like whose city does does Jerusalem belong to? Who who controls this city? But Jesus has the final word and he says, this is my city. This is my earth. This is my creation. And I am in control. And by measuring the city, he is declaring that it is his and he will accomplish his divine purpose for that city, no matter 
what us people think because God is sovereign. He's in control and he owns it. He owns everything. We are least a time and space on this earth per God's hand. And we seek to honor him and glorify him through our lives and the time that we are given on this earth to help reach more people for his kingdom, to expand his kingdom and glorify his name through our lives. And Jerusalem will be able to enjoy a future expansion as as the walls won't even there's not going to have to there won't be any walls or fences the fire of god the wall of fire of god surrounding his people would remain and and it will be such a huge glory and the glory of god will be present and it will be nothing like we've ever experienced before in our lives in the remnant of jews that that are in Jerusalem, they they were released to rebuild this temple and they were helping to keep alive a city that would one day be greatly honored and greatly blessed by our almighty God. He is returning and he is going to bring restoration forth when he does return. And until then, we seek to honor him and glorify him through our lives with every single breath that we have on earth. And with that, we'll continue into verse 6. The Lord says, Come away, flee from Babylon in the land of the north, for I have scattered you to the four winds. Come away, people of Zion, you who are exiled in Babylon. After a period of glory, the Lord of heaven's armies sent me against the nations who plundered you. For he said, anyone who harms you harms my most precious possession. I will raise my fist to crush them, and their own slaves will plunder them. Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. The Lord says, shout and rejoice, O beautiful Jerusalem, for I am coming to live among you. My nations will join themselves to the Lord. Many, sorry, many nations. This includes us, y'all. Many nations will join themselves to the Lord on that day, and they too will be my people. We are Jesus' people when we choose him for our lives. We'll continue. It says, I will live among you, and you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies sent me to you. The land of Judah will be the Lord's special possession in the Holy Land, and he will once again choose Jerusalem to be his own city. Be silent before the Lord, all humanity, for he is springing into action from his holy dwelling. Jesus is moving. He is mighty. God's plan is coming forth. It is still active and unfolding right before our very eyes. And some of the people didn't leave Babylon when Cyrus said, go, go back to re- Jerusalem, rebuild your temple. They, they stayed in this, the comforts and the securities that they had gotten accustomed to during their 70 years in exile in, in the pagan society. And they were desperately needed in their own land to help rebuild the temple, help bring forth uh, the temple and have it rebuilt again so they could bring worship back to God. And the day would come when Babylon, which was now under the Persian rule, was going to be judged for their sins, for for treating God's people extremely harshly and being extremely evil to God's people. They were going to be judged and have to hold, be held accountable for those choices. And those who who were left in the city would feel the wrath of God's hand when that judgment fell. So he says, look, get out of there while there's time. Get out of there. God's judgment, hand, his hand is about to fall. Leave now. Go to Jerusalem where you belong. Help build the temple. Help restore worship. Help 
start getting God back first and foremost, even through your lives in every single thing we do. And the Lord was calling to his people who were putting comfort and vocation and security and wealth and material things ahead of doing God's work in their own sacred city that God destined them to be in. And the purpose of Jesus' life on earth, his ministry, and his death and resurrection was to bring glory to God and to save us, to give us the option to choose him for our lives and glorify the name of the Lord above all else. Before anything we do, we glorify the name of the Lord and we glorify him in and through every single thing that we do, every breath of every day of our lives. And Part of the glory that they were called to involved restoring Israel and Jerusalem and rebuilding the temple. And when the future restoration comes, when Jesus returns, there's going to be a huge restoration that that can come from only God and God alone and his kingdom will be restored and he will reign and his glory will be present. We get a glimpse of his glory well on earth. We get to experience heaven on earth. If we choose him and passionately pursue him, we experience his presence. We experience him as we continue to pursue him and get to know him more and more. And his glory is going to come onto earth and fill the earth. And then it's going to be like nothing we've ever experienced before. This is just a glimpse, y'all. In Jesus is going to come and he is going to dwell with us. And just as the glory of God had dwelt in the tabernacle and in the temple, his glory is coming. And in Ezekiel, he calls the city of Jerusalem Jehovah Shammah, which means the Lord is there. And when the city is restored and God's glory fills the city, it will be present. He will be present and he will be there. And in that day, many of us, many of the Gentile nations will trust in the Lord. And that is us. We choose to trust the Lord. We choose Jesus for our lives. We will be joined with Israel in this glorious eternal kingdom and Jesus will reign over our kingdom. And the land will not be holy until Jesus comes and cleanses the people and the land when he returns for his eternal reign on earth. The fountain will be opened up to wash away sin and uncleanliness. And the, the fountain of uh, the river of life is going to pour out from the temple. And before Jesus comes to reign, he's going to judge the nations of earth. And that is going to be the time of Jacob's trouble, the day of the Lord, or what we often call it the end times or the great tribulation years. And judgment will fall by the hand of God. And it will be a time of intense suffering. And the nations will receive their sentence and their punishment for their inhumanity and ungodliness and refusing God. And if we choose Jesus for our lives, if we choose him during those times, we'll, we're covered. We're protected under his wing. We'll be held safe. It doesn't mean we won't experience struggle. Life on earth is hard, but it means he's with us through it. He's going to keep us and hold us through it. And we, we can get through it because Jesus has us in his hands. He's holding us tight in the crevice of his arms. He has us and we can trust him and stand in faith and do not waver. When times get harder, do not waver. Stand firm in Christ because he is the only way. He is eternity. And he wants to have an eternal relationship with us now, today. And the nations of the world are going to experience the wrath of God, and there's going to be no escape. And our judgment has already been paid by Christ. If we choose Jesus, we've already been judged. We've already, the, the payment's already been paid. So we, we are seen as righteous before God. 
and he will hold us safe. God watches the nations and he knows what they're doing. And he judges the nations for their sins and mistreatment of God's people. And there is a glorious future planned for Jerusalem, for the Jewish nation, for God's people, anyone who chooses God for their life and submits their lives to him as as savior and lord over our lives and jesus will return and he will cleanse the nations he will cleanse the land and he will restore the earth to the glory of god and there will be complete amazing peace that can only come from god in the prince of peace our, our amazing shepherd priest savior he gave himself as the ultimate sacrifice, our Lord of Lords and our King of Kings. He will reign in his glory and he will be present with us. His desire has always been that we know him, experience him, and that he can be present with us. And he desires that now for us in our lives today. It's not something we wait for. It's something he wants us to experience now. It's just a glimpse on this side of heaven of what eternity is going to be be like. But regardless, he wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants us to be friends of God. He wants our faces to glow in his glory and reflect his righteousness and radiate him through our lives in every single thing we do well on earth right now. And he calls us to him. He desires us to choose him. He desperately desires us to choose him first and foremost in every single thing that we do in our lives so we can honor him and be his extension cord as we extend his light, his love, his glory, and who he is to the people around us as we go through our every single days. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a most glorious day in the Lord.